the game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. All right, all right. Source Podcast. Welcome, welcome. We are in May. Can you believe that already? How- Crazy. <laughs> How- Where did time go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle of the year already. So, uh, um, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> so, so we got we we got the dream team in the house. Uh, we got Pastor Juan. What's up, Pastor Juan? Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, fellas? All right, we got our our awesome awesome engineer studio uh, guru. What's up, Big Josh? Hey, what's up, guys? Shout out to Pastor Juan and his uh, pet crow back there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and and my name's clemente clemente la torre so uh we got we got a good one today a lot of controversy out there we're gonna be uh getting into some racism topics we're gonna be uh getting into the the pandemic and and is there a cure and was this was this fabricated just to just to get us all uh, uh, this vaccine. So uh, a lot of good topics. We're going to talk some sports. Uh, South Korea is doing baseball. When are we going to start seeing our, our Dodgers or in, or in Josh's case, Giants? <laughs> all right. All right. So um, Pastor Juan, kick us off, brother. Yeah. yeah, man. I I apologize for my pet crow. Like Josh said, I'm in my backyard and, <laughs> You know, looking forward to being in the studio with you guys, you know, soon. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, you want to talk about, you know, some hot topics, you know, I mean, despite, you know, us being in this pandemic, you know, there's been a story that has occurred that occurred actually uh, 50, almost 60 days ago. We're looking at uh, late February and we're talking about Ahmad Arbery. I don't know if you guys have heard of, you know, the story, but he's young, uh, he's young man, 25 I'm, I'm years old already. Oh, bro, I'm 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 livid. I, I'm livid. I saw the video on YouTube. Oh man, it was horrifying. Lynching, bro. It's a lynching. Southern Southern lynching, bro. So this this gentleman just got his tennis shoes on, went out for a run. His mother was interviewed and said that he was an avid runner, armed, no no, not armed, not dangerous, just out running. And these two white guys jump in their their truck and another guy follows them along in his truck and they they racially profile him because he's black and they said that he looks he looked like somebody that had been i guess looking into people's homes or breaking into homes so they decided they decided a father son duo first of all the father is a former uh, police officer turned uh, district attorney internal affairs and so they take the law into their own hands and they go want to do a citizen's arrest. And the, the son, you can see in this video, Clemente, that you're talking about, point blank, is pointing a shotgun at this kid. Well, I should say young adult, this young African-American guy. And he resists. He's like, what the heck are you guys doing? And the guy gets shot, I don't know, multiple times. And you know what's sad about this, guys, is that. He takes two or three steps to try to get away still, and you see his body just collapse, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Co- collapse. Oh, that broke my heart, bro. 
Yeah, it's devastating. Uh, I, I was I was watching the video and it was it was surreal. I was like, is this is 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 this real? Is this really happening here in our country? So so it was in Georgia, yeah. In Georgia, yep. Oh, State man. of Georgia, the South. Man, my 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 heart goes to uh to the family of uh, Ahmad and and survivors. Do uh do you know if he had any kids or? No, no, he's a single guy. And so the question, the question, guys, I have for you is, is, listen, it, it's more of a, I must say a statement is if we don't say nothing and we don't stand up and we don't post about this stuff, we don't, you know, uh, as, as a race, I'm talking about as a human race, not color. And this is, and I don't want to turn this, this is not a black or white thing, guys. And it's not, I mean, you know, brown or white thing against this. No, it's just, it's just, it's just point blank racism, man. This has to do with what things we allow and, and permit as human beings to, to continue to happen. And so if we don't stand up and say something against, you know, uh, this injustice and, and racial, you know, uh, profiling, I mean, then we're complicit, you know, and doing the same thing. We're basically allowing these things to happen by not having a voice or opinion and, and, and raising, you know, raising awareness. What do you guys think about that? I've been, this is Josh uh, speaking. I've been actually following this since, uh, since this happened. And, um, I'm in tune to the, uh, the, the voices that are, um, being oppressed. When, when I say that, I mean people of color. And this is a much larger issue, right? I think the the issue is has always been racism, um, and um, I've been I, I'm actually following. Uh, I I read an article just before we you came on, and it's funny that you guys are, are leading in with this because I just read this article from Andre Henry. Andre Henry was an editor at Relevant Magazine, and. Um, he uh, is an, he's a brilliant writer, a brilliant mind, but he, he's he's black and he was fired essentially because he was black and he had a different uh, worldview, essentially. Right. He, he has a certain worldview and it conflicted with the so, you know, the uh, the bosses at the magazine. Yeah. So he has an article that came out today. It says, are all white Americans police officers? And the the title was, you know, that Ahmad Aubrey was murdered because white people still think that they are are overseers. And it's a great article. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's plain and simple. It's a modern day lynching, and mm-hmm. it's it, it, it's it's an outrage. It's um, it, it's it's still, it's like it's twenty twenty. You know, and we're still. This is still happening, and and it's a much larger issue. I don't know if you guys saw over the weekend in New York City, yep, Central Park and and in in Greenwich Village and all these really you know high end uh, neighborhoods, yep. the parks mm-hmm. were absolutely jam packed, packed, jam packed oh, yeah. with white people, and the oh, police yeah. were out there handing out masks peacefully, peacefully. peacefully. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the same exact time in other neighborhoods like Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. There's there's videos of of police uh beating the you know what out of people who are just sitting on their front porch just to yep. get some fresh air on the same day at the same time. So, I mean, if it's not obvious, uh it, it the the systems in power obviously 
are set against people of color. I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it more explicitly. Um, oh, it's it's one hundred. You're hundred percent accurate, bro. And so my question is: Do you guys think? Here's my question: Do you guys think that if it was four black males or three black males jumping in their pickup trucks and, and pulling over a white man in the middle of the street, armless? I mean, do you think do you think these guys would have you know gotten away with it? And you think it would have been more Absolutely than sixty days? Absolutely you think it would have been not. more than sixty days that this that this story would have gotten taken i mean taking this long for it to come out absolutely not it would have been in the news in the middle of this pandemic like asap right oh and these guys I'm, probably would have been already on death row or probably would have been you they, know no they would have been shot in the street when the police got there playing a hundred percent a hundred percent i mean because we see it time and time again actually just yesterday another young man in Minneapolis was gunned down by police um yep. the, the guy obviously had mental issues the point is, he was unarmed. He gets out of his car and he's gunned down. Right? I think he was being chased by the police, but immediately, the first thing, as soon as the car opens and he comes out, is you hear gunshots. Um, it's just like how many times, and, and you see guys like Dylan Roof, you know, who just murdered uh, dozens of people, get taken yep. to Burger King. You know what I mean? Like how? Yep. How? Yep. How? Yeah. How? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree that the, I, unfortunately. I'm a little heated. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and unfortunately, oh, yeah, ra- racism is still is still alive uh, here in 2020. Uh, and with uh, law enforcement, I think they're they're put in a very uh, tough position because most people, at least we like to think that most people are good people. Most people have people's uh, have best intentions in heart. I know a lot of great police officers here at the LAPD that, you know, they they do a dangerous job uh, and and their heart is in to make sure that they protect and serve our community. With that said, there's definitely a couple of bad apples. Yes. Um, in any industry, really, right? In any industry, you're gonna have you're gonna have uh, you know some racist people. You're gonna have some 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 bigots. You know you're gonna have you know all sorts of bad apples. And unfortunately, what gets put out on the media is the you know the travesties that that go on, like like these shootings, like these like these uh, uh, arrests. But why 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 don't we put on the media some of the good stories? That, that are being done uh, by, by law enforcement. You know, I, it, I, I actually kind of feel it's the opposite. Um, I feel those stories of, of police abusing their power um, only come out because we are out there filming it and, and, and it goes viral somehow. I kind of think like the opposite is true. Um, that's just from my perspective, though. Um, I think I think what you said there um to me, it, it, it's not not that it's dis, uh, disingenuous. It's just I feel like that's an easy thing to say. Like there's a few bad apples. Um, I think the the overall way the the system in which they or the way in which they police is fundam- fundamentally different with people of color. Um, I mean, we I agree. We, we see that time and time again, where. Um, the use of excessive force is automatic. Uh, uh, actually, just this week as well, there was another video that went viral here in Los Angeles 
where a cholo-looking dude is getting hemmed up by the cops. There's two police officers, a female and a male. The guy's already handcuffed, facing backwards, and yeah. he, he said something to the cop. The cop yep. absolutely loses Wales. it. Wails. Wails And just yep. wail, just beating on him. So fire that guy. Fire that cop. Arrest him. Prosecute yeah. him. All that stuff. We're, I, I'm all for that. I, I want to make sure that, that, that my point gets across. Yeah. There was, what, well, let me finish this point real quick. There was also about three weeks ago, maybe three or four weeks ago, another video that came out of a white man with a gun, with a gun, and surrounded by cops. They show incredible restraint in, in yep. dealing with him. The, my point is, is that it's not applied the same way with uh, whites and people of color because the system in which trains these officers, I believe, I could be wrong, it seems like it's already, you know, there's it, it maybe it's unsaid, maybe it's unsaid, maybe it's implied, you know, that uh, people of color are more dangerous, but, I mean, we see it play out. That, that's I think that's the point I'm making. I, 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 don't, I, and, I, and, I, I and, do believe you, Clemente, that there are good people, and I always... Sure. Try to um, start off with people are fun are usually good, and I always believe that. I don't know something about that position, and I know plenty of cops. I personally have friends that are cops, and I I talk to the people that I'm really close with. I tell them like, dude, you guys are tripping, you guys are bugging, especially the sheriffs. I'm like, dude, they and I had this idea like they send you in the prison first, right? Because all the sheriffs or the deputies they have to start off in the prison system. And in my mind, I told my friend this and he sort of agreed. I'm like, dude, you guys are conditioned to treat us like animals. That's why you you guys start off in the prison system and then you guys hit the streets because now you're already conditioned to see us as caged animals. And I mean, brother, I I love you, uh, but I got to strongly disagree that. Unfortunately, that mentality of you guys and grouping people, grouping all cops, grouping all race, all all gender, all that contributes to the problem. That doesn't help the problem. We're all individuals. God made us all in his image. So if if we believe fundamentally that a certain group is against us is attacking us that's just adding fuel to the fire we need to we need to stand up and say no most most everybody is good and we believe that 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 god has a perfect plan for all of us with that said there there are again there are definitely definitely uh you know some some bad people out there whether they be cops and and kudos to the 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 people the police officers that had restraint uh, with that with that gentleman uh, with uh, with the gun. They they were able to defuse the situation. If most intercounters actually could, they ended could, up shooting him, <laughs> but it was bummer. it was it was it was after, I mean, numerous times of him um, coming forward with the gun until okay. they finally did it. Okay, so so it was justified. It was a justified shooting. Absolutely, in that in that case. But the point is, is that they're able to show restraint. They they, they can do it. Why they, should we they, condemn that? Why should we say? No, no, Why no. were they able they, to show restraint? They no. What I'm saying is, they can do it. Yes. They choose not to. It's very the it's, it's a numbers game, Clement. It's it's very it's the numbers show it to be true. Unarmed black people are killed. In, in, in a far higher number than whites, period. That's just the, the data. So 
that's the point that I'm trying to make. Um, that yeah, that th- there is a serious problem. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's a blessing that we all have our our camera phones and we're able to record and upload any injustices that are going on because that's going to help prevent uh, a crooked cop from Hopefully. doing something uh, um, illegal, immoral uh, down the road. Uh, Pastor Juan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I again, I I totally agree with. You know, with what Josh is saying, and and and, and would you say too? I totally agree that there are not all bad apples. I mean, we all have friends. I mean, I have you know a couple friends that come to the church, and and but I wanted I wanted I wanted to spin it this way to you guys. The only people, the only people that know truly what oppression is in our society and our world is people of color. Yes. Yes. And I mean, so, it, it, we'd, and so we'd be I, naive. I, we'd be naive not to address yes. that fact of our country. Yes, was, yes. Was was it's a it's a really <laughs> dark history. Yeah, and so if remember remember in a couple of podcasts back, I said, "Hey, men can lie, women can lie, but numbers don't lie." Mm-hmm. And when we look at the numbers of the amount of colored people, I mean, African American, Hispanics, you know, uh, that are in jail. It's 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 eighty to ninety percent of the population that is locked up that are Hispanic and black. Oftentimes for minor offenses, hundred percent. And so then, uh, when I when you were saying that these police officers are conditioned, I mean, when if let's say I'm a brand new police officer and I'm I'm in training and you know I got one and a half two years to be in 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 the prison the correctional facilities, and I'm dealing with these quote unquote. And by the way, let me just say this. Did you guys know that 60 plus percent, and that number is probably low, of people that are locked up are dealing with a mental illness, a mental health issue? Mm. Oh, yeah. So if you're, if we're dealing, listen, if I'm a police officer that is being conditioned one and a half, two years of looking at a human being, black, brown, in between, you name it, and that's the majority of that I'm dealing with day in and day out. 10 plus hours a day, 60, 70 hours a week of right. my life. Right. I'm being, I am being conditioned to look at people a certain way. And so it's going to be hard for me to come out after two years of being conditioned, dealing with people that have mental illness that, that are, you know, recidivism. We could talk about recidivism also. That means coming back to jail over and over and over again. And, and they laugh about it. They, you know, they laugh about our system because they go, Hey, they'll give you two years, but you'll be out in six months. You know, you, you get, you know, they, they, they tell you six months, but you'll be out in three days. They know that already. You think these guys don't know that? They know that. Yeah. And so they come out, these police officers, I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying some of these police officers, listen, it's a very high stressful, high impact job. I get that. But could there be any, could there be any wisdom in saying, hey, listen, after you being six months or every Every year at your job, we're going to do a psychological evaluation of oh, you as a yeah. police officer and Dude, say, hey, yeah. how are you doing? You know, how are things at home? How is your life? Because guess what? I guarantee you that, they, I mean, they're human beings underneath Absolutely. the shield. Absolutely. When they when they take off that uniform, guess what? He's still a human being. That means that he's coping probably with the stress or anxiety in the same ways that, mm. I'm, that I was coping with, whether it's pornography, whether yeah. it's, you know, gambling. womanizing, womanizing, gambling. gambling. Yeah. 
Yep. It, it's if it's alcoholism. Drugs. I'm saying that from experience too, because I know. Uh, me too. Family me members too, bro. Are, yeah. One hundred percent. And so, just because someone puts on a uniform, it doesn't make them super. In other words, what I'm saying, Clement and Josh, is that it doesn't all of a sudden transform them from not being a a human being that is sinful, that is fallen, that is broken. You know, it doesn't make them super to all of a sudden say, yeah, they don't see through, you know, uh, they don't see through rose colored glasses. I mean, they, they could be racist. They could have grown up, you know, in a neighborhood, you know, just like you and I did, Clemente and Josh. You know, we're, we grew up in the San Fernando Valley in rough neighborhoods. In right. Pacoima, San Fernando, you name it. You know, where, where all we saw was black and Hispanics and there was also a lot of racial tension. And so that follows you along unless, again, like you said, Clemente, I agree with you 100%. When, when you have the blood of Jesus that you see through his eyes, when you see a human being through the eyes of Christ, instead of through what you have gone through, it takes, it takes unwiring. It takes, it takes something greater than, than, you know, than drugs, than, than psychosis, you know, uh, pills and, 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 you know, all this junk, man, it really takes, I'll tell you from my own experience, listen, a Hispanic kid, brown, I'm bald, you know, I'm in my forties now. I, I, I've, I've gone, I've, I've felt racism. I've been prejudiced against, and, and I lived in, in Santa Clarita Valley, which is primarily, this white. is in the nineties, yeah. a primarily white community. It still is. And yeah, it still is. And you see the eyes once in a while, you see the heads turn and kind of look at you weird or differently, you know, because they're like, you don't belong here. Or, right. you know, y- you may be here, but just cause you're working at Panda Express and you're serving my food. Right. You know what I mean? Or you're, or you're or mowing you're op- our lawns. You're operating the or, ride at Magic Mountain. <laughs> exactly, brother. And so again, a person of color like us, brown, black, whatever, understands what oppression is. And we feel that. And so this is why it, 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 it makes me live it. It makes us so upset because we know what that is to, to feel oppressed and we know what it feels like to be, you know, to feel, you know, that, that racism. But I will say this with all that said, you know, there's this thing called tragedy fatigue. Have you guys ever heard of that? Somebody, a pastor coined it. His name's Carl Lentz. And, and tragedy fatigue is where you, you're so used to seeing a race, a color, a creed, or, uh, you know, a, a, a Somebody go through so much tragedy that you become numb. And mm. that's when I, when I yeah. started this conversation, I was gearing it towards if we don't say nothing about injustice as yeah. Christians, Jesus stood complicit. up yeah. and, and we become, yeah, we become complicit or we become complacent and we become fatigued in tragedy that we go, Oh, that's normal. You know, and the thought is we don't say it out loud, but here's where the sin comes in where we go, Oh yeah, it's just another black person. That's all good. It's just, it's yeah. just normal. This is just the way life is. We, then we're thinking of, of people of color as a second class, third class or fourth class citizen. Now we're in a caste system where we think that, oh yeah, only these certain types of people shouldn't be treated that way, but everyone else should. Hmm. I, I, um, I, I'm going to say one more thing, Clement. He's looking at me. like <laughs> I think he's ready to, to move on to the next subject, but I will say this, and I'm glad you brought it back around because number one, we're, we're, we're followers of Jesus and the Jesus way. But even bigger than that, right? The whole arc of scripture comes, is this constant struggle of up against injustice. Um, I mean, look at, look at the people of Israel, right? Who God called were slaves. I mean, completely mistreated, no identity, no life. You know what I mean? And, and so 
there's always this struggle, especially of us who are on this path of the Jesus way of fighting for righteousness, justice, right? My friend of mine, I've had him on my podcast um, two times already. He's a dear friend of mine. He's a pastor. He's a white man, and he's married to a black woman, beautiful woman, great family, incredible human beings. So he has this incredible perspective of being white, right, and still understanding the perspective of uh, of people of color, of course, because his family is is uh, is African American. Um, but he said this, and hopefully we can all agree on this, right? Um, he posted this uh, yesterday, last uh, yesterday morning. He said the body of Christ in the United States is in deep pain today. Or at least we should be, right? I mean, if if we are in tune to the Spirit, we should be. Um, we're angry, we're grieving, we're mourning and lamenting over the murders slash lynching of Ahmad Aubrey and Doug Lewis, and the plague of racism. Of racism continues to reign over this nation. We need you, God. Where are you? How much longer must your children suffer? When we see your, when will we see your shalom and justice reign? Um, so, uh, um, Juan, I, I thank you for bringing this up because we should be addressing it. We should be lamenting. Um, if 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 you read, you know, if we all if we read the Psalms, it's a constant struggle. It's a lament. It, it's a crying yep. out, like God, where are you? Why does this happen? Why is this injustice continuing to happen? So we would, uh, it would do us well to 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 participate in that, like you said, one to 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 tweet, to say something about it, say their names, um, but also with the 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 grander uh, scope of things. Of yes, we are the Lord's prayers, right? Is may your kingdom come, God? May your mm-hmm. reign rule over our world, over our lives, over our society, so so we can see these things begin to stop. Ultimately, in the hope of when Jesus does come, he makes all things new and puts everything to right. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Well said. Amen. And, and and again, guys, I, I think um, I think that we're we're all in tune that this is a tragedy. And uh, but where is God in all this? And, and I say that God is in the fruits of how we react to this tragedy. Uh, so God, unfortunately, God was the sacrificial lamb himself, right? Jesus came to die for our sins. So if if we see the good in these tragedies, right, like the tragedy that that was with Ahmad and the tragedy that that was with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, what good is going to come out of this? So I'll pose that question to you, Juan. That's a great question, bro. So I'm going to, I'm going to go to the scripture because that's what I do. (laughs) You know, Micah, Micah six, eight says he has shown you, oh man, what is good. And this is what it says. And what does the Lord require of you to act, listen, to act justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. And so your question is, what do we do? Well, if, if, if Jesus is telling us, God is telling us we need to act justly. Listen, guys, I'll be the first to admit, you know, that if somebody did something to my kids, man, I want justice to be done. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. I want I want justice to be served. So justice is an action. It's not. It, listen, I, I, I'll be the first one to admit as a pastor. Let me just say this as a Christian, that the first answer is prayer. Yes. I, and yes, pray, 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 because that's that. I believe that God answers prayer 100 percent. 
But there also has to be our part. You guys agree with that? We have to, as Christians, we have to do our part. And it says we need to, you know, maintain love and we need to continue to, uh, I'm sorry, love mercy and walk humbly with God. Yes, it's trusting that that God tells us that that He He was He's the one that's going to avenge us at the end, even if we don't see that justice happen in this lifetime. Eventually, those two guys, okay, that lynch this young man, they're going to see God in the eyes, and that's where that's where the they're walking humbly and trusting God. That if they don't see due pro, the due process and they don't uh, they don't go through the due process and and see the justice on this side of heaven. Ultimately, they're going to answer to God, and right. so that's where that's where I need to trust. But I still need a voice. I still, you know, Jesus, guys. We see time and time again that Jesus stood up, you know, stood up for the voiceless, for the marginalized. Yes, and that's what that's what we need to do. We need to speak up and, and bring a voice to 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 Ahmad Arbery that doesn't have a voice anymore. That is now in heaven with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And amen. <clears throat> well said. And again, guys, I, I think this is this is a topic that we can do several several podcasts on. I mean, there unfortunately there's a lot of injustices still going on, and not only in our country, but you know, in, in other countries throughout the world. Uh, with that said, uh, you know, God God will do justice. You know, and and you know, and these these men that that murdered uh, this young man uh, are going to see their time uh, either here or when God, uh, uh, when God uh, calls upon and, 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 and does his thing. So um, not to, uh, not, not to change gears too quick, but um, we, uh, we also have um, a bit of, of, uh, of more controversy, yeah. <laughs> Pandemic, baby. Plandemic. This, this is a spicy show today. Yeah, right, right, right. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so the states are being allowed to kind of monitor when they're going to go back. Phases. Yeah, yeah, and and phase two starts tomorrow, right, or Saturday? Some, you know, uh, it's tomorrow, brother. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Woo-hoo. So, so, so we're in California. California, I think, is uh, being a lot smarter than most other states out there. <laughs> um, shout out to our uh, to our governor, Go- Governor Newsom, uh, and his team. Uh, but, uh, but I think that there's definitely going to be a lot of fear. I was talking to a to a buddy of mine, and and I, I posed the question. I was like, okay, so they uh, so they open up. Disneyland. They give you six tickets to take you and your family. Are are you going? <laughs> are you asking Absolute, the question? Yeah. Absolutely, oh. absolutely not. <laughs> well, we, I I think I answered this last week. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna sell them to a sucker because uh, <laughs> um, I'll try to make some money off that. No, because uh, it's probably gonna still be closed, Disneyland. Like, I mean, that that's a uh, that's not like a an essential thing, right? I mean, we think it is, and that, you know, believe me, there's nothing more I would love to do to go to Disneyland, but it's just not essential. I mean, you got so many people in one little space, so no, I don't think you know Disneyland will be open for a while. 
but phase two is rolling out tomorrow. What is phase two, Juan? What does that mean? I, I read somewhere it's like certain businesses are allowed to do curbside pickup. Right. Yeah. Like yes. non-essential all, businesses. Yeah. Non-essential stuff like parks are going to be opening up. Also, uh, golf courses, um, you know, so more things to go get some vitamin D, you know, outside. Can Clemente you get know? a haircut tomorrow? <laughs> Dude, I need a haircut bad. Oh, man. I'm grateful that I get to just buy a Bic or a Schick and <laughs> razor my head off and we'll be good. So I've been getting a haircut through this whole pandemic. No problem. You guys are familiar with La Bamba. Yes. Bob. Richie Valens. No, you, you remember Bob's Bob's hairdo? That, yeah. I, I'm looking like Bob right now. That's, that's a nice look. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. All right. So. So South Korea is playing baseball. Woohoo! Nice. Hey, hey, real quick, real quick, I'm gonna jump in and go back to uh, what we're talking about COVID nineteen. If you don't mind, go for it. Have you have you guys have you guys seen the YouTube movie Plandemic? Yes, dude, crazy. Yeah, and listen, I, I was doing the numbers, and I I I chimed in a little bit to. Uh, the Facebook uh, interview with uh, the mayor of Santa Clarita. And the numbers are from Acton. They counted all the way from Acton, Aguadulce, all the way out to uh, past Castaic. And there's around 300,000 people, which is a huge radius. You're looking at what, 25, 30 miles? Well, probably a little larger than that, square miles. Mm. 300,000 plus people and there has there's only been 458 cases so less than 500 and only four deaths due to COVID-19. Think about that guys. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, you know that they gave me some confidence to obviously, I mean I'm not a researcher, I'm not a scientist, but you know, obviously people have died of this and it's but the numbers are the numbers. What did I say? Women and men can lie, but numbers don't lie. And so I saw this video last night, the YouTube video, Plandemic. And man, there's so much. If you guys watch it, it's, it's, it's a trip because there's so much covered up. And, and there's scientists that are being paid off, like literally to shut up. And there, there has been the cures. And and it talks about. Did you see Joshua? They talked about the HIV virus in the early, uh, the late eighties, nineties. Yeah. And that whole cover up. Yeah, you know what? One, uh, it's funny you brought that up. Um, I'm so conflicted over this this whole thing. Yeah. To be honest with you, I really am. Yeah. I, I and I, to the point where I'm I'm starting to lose some sleep, and I, I actually was getting suffering some anxiety because of all of this. To be honest with you, it's something I'm really struggling with. Um. I used to identify heavy with that um that whole like quote unquote conspiracy crowd. Sure. Anti science, anti everything, you know, question everything. And um I kind of like got away from that. I mean I did, I definitely did. Um but you know, deep down inside, like I know like empires and systems of, of government are for the most part are really not good, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when when you hear these um uh, accusations, um, they're shocking uh, at first, you know, and like, oh, why would they do that? Or how could that happen? Or, you know what I mean? So I, I really am struggling with all of that, to be honest with you. 
I really am. I haven't seen it yeah. yet. I, I I haven't I haven't checked it out. Oh, what? but quick 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 backstory on that. I know that guy, Mickey Willis. I met him. I met him. Oh, okay. I met him. I'm going to show Clementa a picture as we're as we're talking right now. I met him some years ago in Ventura. Um, I started following him. I think five six years ago it was. Um, he went viral before this guy who put out that documentary. His name is Mickey uh-huh. Willis. So yeah. the clip that's going around is just a little excerpt from a bigger documentary he's working on. So the clip that's been going around is only like 28 minutes, something like that. And he's interviewing yeah, 25, that. 26 yeah. minutes. Yeah. So he's interviewing somebody. So that's just a, a little clip that's in a much larger uh, uh, movie um, that he's putting out. But anyways, I met him. I just had the picture and I lost it. I was going to show... Uh, I was going to show Clemente to show him I, that I, I'm not. I believe you, brother. <laughs> there he is. There he is. That's the guy, Mickey Mickey Willis. Anyways, he went viral for um, allowing his son to play with dolls. And I was like, cool. I was like, on board. Because a lot of people, there was this big old controversy with that guy, Joshua Firstine. He, he, he just makes uh, videos online and, and he's like an ultra conservative, you know, Bible and guns type of guy. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, no, you shouldn't let him play with with dolls. And um, so this guy, Mickey Willis, went viral saying uh, it's nothing wrong with that. And that's when I started following him back then. And I, and I met him. I ran into him like by chance in Ventura. Mm-hmm. And we talked. And um, he's a really great guy. He's a really nice man. Um, my wife said he's really nice to look at, too. Real easy on the eyes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he's he's the one. Just just sorry. A little backstory. I'm sorry. I'm not back, back uh, you know, going down a, a hole here but yeah he's the one who put out the uh he's working on this documentary so from what i know it's just a a little clip and that little clip was already like getting people really really shaken up so i'm interested to see the 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 full length documentary when it comes out yeah it it really like you said it, it really does you know bring some conflicting you know thoughts and emotions and but you know what, brother? Ultimately, man, I, I, you know, I just, you know, I, you think, okay, what, what does again going back to what does Scripture say? And that's, you know, hey, you know, in, in the book of Peter, submit to your authorities. You know, as long as, as long as they're not telling you to do something against God, or what God, you know, asks us to do in in His Spirit. And you know, you always cite on the on the you always cite on precaution, right? And, and I, I told my wife this then after we're done watching, I said, look, I said, bottom line, I know this is that people, unfortunately, are losing their lives. People, unfortunately, are, are getting sick. I said, and my, I my wife's cousin it. and her husband um, have COVID-19. And so we're, yeah. we're actually remember like, you know, a month ago, people were like, or even two months ago, does anybody know anybody who's gotten it? Right. And a sure. lot of us yeah. couldn't really say um, now that it, we're farther along, like, yeah, like I actually know a few people now, um, yeah. and then more closer to home, like uh, a family member. So they're both quarantined away from their three, their three children. So I have four kids. Like, can you imagine how yeah, hard bro. it would be to go away for 15 days and, you know, not being able to see your kids, especially if you have smaller ones. They don't know what's going on. They're just, they just want mom. Right. They just want dad. So right. yeah, no, it's, um. You know, and for a while, I was really frustrated when people say, oh, only, you know, zero point, you know, the conservative, very, very conservative numbers are zero point, whatever it is, to like 3% of people die. And tell that to somebody who, who lost their yeah husband or daughter. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's really, it's it's like, it's almost, it's very, um, 
what's the word? Um, it's kind of heartless. You know what I mean? Like when we just say, oh, it's only 2% or less than 1%. Well, tell that to the person who just lost their mother, you know, or their exactly. father. It's like, it, it's right. really, it's really, it's really heartless. But so I try to be sensitive to both to, you know, to that side, as well as questioning the bigger picture, which I think is what we're getting now with that documentary. So Plandemic, uh, from what I'm gathering, talks about this. Having a cure, right? Is that, was the, the gist of it of like, they, were they're going to profit yep. off this, this whole thing? So it goes back to vaccinations. It goes back to hiding that there's a cure so that there's a bigger agenda to push, you know, from Bill Gates to Dr. Uh, Tony Fauci, that their objective is to, you know, monetize off of this. And and they're okay with millions of people losing their lives because the virus doesn't cure everybody. But ultimately, you know, it does, you know, help, you know, enough people to to uh, get a vaccine. yeah, to get a vaccine, but that's the main thing. The agenda behind it is pushing the vaccinations so that they can profit off of it. Big pharma, something to the effect of owning the patents, right, on vac- vaccinations. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that was interesting about the whole Fauci thing. Uh, he's ha- he's been connected to the whole AIDS uh, epidemic yeah. in the early eighties and withholding um, mm-hmm. a quote unquote Dude. cure. And he's been the guy, you know, under. You know, five administrations, five, yeah. Five administrations, dude. Crazy. Interesting. Yeah, those Man. are the kind of things that are that kind of you know intrigue me. <laughs> Following the yeah. money, right? Following these guys and exactly and that have been in power for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that uh, that there is uh, both uh, two sides to the argument, and you know, especially people that are being um, affected by this uh horrible virus uh you know we've been we've been praying for for a good buddy uh marty young and looks like he's going to be recovering uh, praise the lord amen praise the lord. amen that's great uh so uh with that said guys uh you know i i think i feel that we can see the light at the end of the tunnel already yeah uh they hopefully are, hopefully they, there is some talk of it having a a almost like a baseball ba- season, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> baseball season, yes, but almost like a, a bounce back, uh, yep. not as not as severe, not as aggressive. Uh, but I say, you know, if 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 we continue to be safe, we continue to wear our masks, you know, just because they allow us to play golf and you know, do the parks, do the beaches. Doesn't mean that you should be careless and reckless, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, I think a lot of us out there are are really wanting to get back to normal, but we've we've talked about this over and over. What is normal? What is going to be the new normal? I don't think we're ever going to go back to right. to a place where we're gathering thousands of people, and you know, and and, and people are being you know, reckless and, you know, coughing on each other and all that, all that jazz. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think we're ever yeah. going to. Yeah. That's, it's unfortunate. You know, like I said, we're probably, if sports do come back this season or this year, um, I don't think there's going to be like spectators. Can you imagine watching a football game with no, like no noise? I saw that. Like saw- no sound, like the, the, the Seattle Seahawks with no 12th man, you know, with no crowd, <laughs> like, 
I rewatched because you know we're still you know sheltering in place. I rewatched last year's uh, NFC or the the game right before the playoffs. It was a, a it was a showdown between the Niners and the Seahawks in Seattle. Just oh, yeah. loud and the wind. What a it, game! It capped off a hundred years of football, and it was an incredible game. Came down to the last second, an inch. Yep. Um, but yeah, just 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 the noise of that stadium. So this year, I think we're gonna have the advantage going in, even playing in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's not gonna be no noise. Yeah, not, that's true. If, if this is if this is the case, Niners are definitely looking tough. Um, no, yeah, I, I Korean I, baseball. You mentioned that. Yeah, I've been, is that on TV? So, uh, so I we a lot of us have been urging <laughs> right to 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 watch some sort of sports. So I was on I was on ESPN or ESPN six or sixteen, whatever it is. <laughs> And and I see this Korean baseball going on, and it wasn't pre-recorded. It was you know it was live. It was live, nice. and they had pictures of people in the stands. <laughs> so nobody was in the stands. No, oh, and, and no, and what's even crazier is they had uh, noises, pre-recorded noises of uh, <laughs> uh, of fans. You know, so whenever there was a a home run or or a, or a great play. They would play these speakers right throughout the stadium to make the players kind of feel yeah. like you wow, know like, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. a synthetic uh, crowd yeah 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 <laughs> and, and 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 I'm sitting there and I'm 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 maybe two innings into it you know I'm I'm enjoying baseball yeah, I'm just yeah, watching right, baseball right. and hey man the Koreans the Japanese they're great at baseball man they put out some yeah, yeah oh, fundamentals yeah. like down to the T. So, very so disciplined. Good. They're very yeah, disciplined. Absolutely. So my so my youngest <laughs> comes up to me and he says, "Daddy, why are you watching a different language? I can't understand what they're saying." It's not the language. <laughs> I'm watching baseball, yeah. uh, but uh, but no, uh, they're, they're talking about having uh, Major League Baseball um, play out in two places: uh, one in Arizona, uh, where they play the Cactus League. Uh, and where all the teams are going to rotate around, I think it's six different uh, stadiums, six different on, fields. On a much smaller scale, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like they're like literally right next to each other. So, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I was fortunate to go, I think it was in February uh, of this year. My wife and I took a little road trip. Uh, but um, they're, they're going to be doing that. And then another... Uh, the American League, I think it's going to go down in Florida. In Florida, right, yeah. right, right, where they play the uh, spring training. So same, today, same, the same NFL uh, official uh, schedule comes out today. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we'll see. Yeah, buddy. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to to sports more than ever. You know, I think, right, right, yeah. I, I think I, I think I mentioned this on air before that I used to be a big time sports fan. You talk about anything, football, basketball. Uh, baseball, uh, you know, hockey, you know, anything. Soccer, soccer's huge now. Um, I love soccer. Yeah, football, uh, football, 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 football. But for but for the last couple of years, uh, I've I've really been focused on my business and and family and all that. So I kind of went away from from mm-hmm. watching the games. But right now, sometimes brother, you have to. Yeah, sometimes you have to get away from the from the game. Right, it now, is a game. Right now, I'm so <laughs> thirsty for sports. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like I like I'm I'm definitely gonna go with somebody on my me. Hey, come over and watch the game, dude. I'm there. I'm I'm not even yeah. gonna hesitate. Um, what do you want me to bring? <laughs> I'm there. It's, 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 it's that old saying that you don't miss it until it's it's gone. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's exactly what's going on right now. Uh, any any other hot topics we got going on, guys? Um, no. I mean that that's I mean that's as hot as you can get. I mean, yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, yeah. that's all I could think of too, guys. All right. Well, well, great job today. Uh, just and just to summarize, we we, we don't want to go down a, another rabbit hole, but uh, I I think we're all under the agreement that. Uh, there are several injustices going on across the country and some of it is uh with police some of it is with vigilantes you know that are just kind of taking the law into their own hands uh and in no way shape or form are we advocating or or promoting any of this uh any of this nonsense uh you know but we are a voice and we are going to take a stand against injustice and, and 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 it's it's really it, it really comes down to 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 social awareness right we need to make sure that whenever uh something like this happens we are uh not only talking about it but uh putting it all over our social media just to make sure that the next time around when somebody is even thinking about doing something like this, they're going to know I better not. I better not make the same mistake that those guys did uh, or else I'm going to face some, some severe consequences. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I can't wait for next week. I think I think we might have to start doubling down on, on, on twice a week. I'm, uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I say I'm getting thirsty for sports, but man, I really enjoy these conversations as well. Yeah, I hope you same. guys do uh, as well to our listeners. If you like what you hear, please uh, share it with a friend, with a relative. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Anywhere where you can, uh, where you can download a podcast, we're there, guys. So, so please, doesn't matter where they live. You know, somebody. We got some listeners in Florida. We got some listeners in uh, New York, Texas. So, uh, spread the word, guys. God bless. We love you. We'll talk soon. All right, guys. Bye bye. Take care, everybody.